Welcome back to In My Feels. I'm JRE. And I'm Emily. How are you this weekend? This weekend. Uh, so I'm taking Sundays off from streaming. So oh. these are my days off. Not my decision, more of my moderators. I guess they saw how tired I was. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, yeah, my moderator's like, yeah, you should take Sundays off. I'm like, all right, cool, I'll take it off. And actually, it is good for my mental health. Um, but, yeah, it's, I'm just editing, like, my second half, finally, of my Blackpink dancing thing. Oh, okay. Has the video and gotten to 6,000 likes yet? Yeah, I kind of wish it never did because I didn't <laughs> want to show this part. Like this, that was the only that was the only video I wish flopped. Why? Because <laughs> it's so embarrassing to watch the second part. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm yeah. excited to see this. But it's it's it should be fun. It should be fun. What? Wait, what's in the second part? It's gonna be like the the making of it, right? No, it's a CGV mall oh, dance performance where we're just rusty as hell and messing up. You know that <laughs> feeling when you think you killed that right after you perform, but then you look back at the footage and you're like, oh, no. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. <laughs> I love that. It's fun. It's fun. Okay. Well, um, that's very exciting. We got some other exciting yeah. stuff, including our guests for this week. But uh, we have, before we get into that, we have an exciting giveaway. That is right. So the reaction that the winner of the K-pop star pack had to her 17 albums made us want to do another one, which, you know, obviously want to give more album bundle giveaways. Uh, she even made a whole unboxing video, which was pretty cute. She's like, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out on her IG is at struggling vv so it's at s-t-r-u-g-g-l-i-n-g-v-v struggling vv uh so we are giving away 12 albums this time actually 12 oh yes my 12 albums 12 albums that's a dozen albums for you guys so let me list off these albums that we're giving away Okay, they're all pretty new. Within 2016, I would say, is mm -hmm, when they mm -hmm. all came, uh, or the most, the least recent one. But most of them are pretty recent. So we're giving away Itsy's It's Me album. We're also giving away Itsy's Paris at Itsy photo book when they were in nice. Europe. We're giving away Solar's solo album, Spit It Out. We're giving away GOT7's most recent album, Die, D-Y-E. And we're giving away X1's Quantum Leap album, I'm sorry to all the one-its out there, but mm, this will be an true. X1 Quantum Leap album. Um, we are also giving out A-Pink's Look. We're nice. giving out Winner's Remember album, which Ooh. is their last album before they go to the military. Oh, my God. Yes. And we're giving, a while, giving out uh, two NCT 127 albums, Neozone right. and Superhuman from 2018. Ooh. And we're giving out Monster X's Follow. That's the last album Ooh. with One Ho on it. And we're giving out BTS's Young Forever, the black version. And finally, ATEEZ's Ep Fin, our episode Fin, All to Action Treasure First Anniversary Edition. So 12 albums. My God. It, yeah, right? That's crazy. I feel like I haven't gotten an album so long. Oh, yeah? So. You yeah, should enter. So you should enter, Dre. I'm probably going <laughs> to enter. And speaking of that, the ways to enter is yes. to enter, you download the Himalaya app, of course. Also, follow In My Feels. That's a biggie. Also, mm -hmm. become a premium member and then screenshot that premium membership. Send that screenshot to at well the email basically in my feels podcast at gmail.com with second bundle in the subject. Basically, you put second bundle 
or it's like a bu- album bundle giveaway in the subject. Mm-hmm. If you didn't win last time, you have a chance to win again, of course. So, you know, we're always going to keep on doing giveaways. So just mm-hmm. be sure to listen to In My Feels, follow it, become a premium member, and you'll have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. But you also can use the code capital H, lowercase I, dash, lowercase M, capital P, capital P, capital R, 7. Uh, for to get like a 30 days, uh, like free, you know, mm-hmm. basically free membership, free premium membership. So that's also dope. And it's only $4.99 a month, which is less than a latte. But I know everybody is struggling with money at the moment. That's so true. I feel you. So use the code. The code use is out code. there. Yes, for sure. Um, and yeah, so we'll be announcing the winner of this second album giveaway, a dozen of them, next week. Um, nice. We also next week will be having a pretty big giveaway for a fandom that has a group that is very close to coming out uh, or coming back. Sorry, okay. coming back. <laughs> um, and so look out for that next week. Um, yeah. But we have a very special guest today. That is James Lee. Correct. Yes. Who is also coming out with an album um, on July 31st called Castles EP. Um, and if you are a patreon member of his you can go become a patreon or if you're not already a patreon member of his you can become one and he will add your name to the music video when it comes out um and you can also still pre-order that album if you would like just go to his instagram or twitter pages and you know click on that link in the bio and you can figure out how to do all those good things so nice yes how do you feel about this interview dre I think it's very in my feels, like mm. really into it. Like I didn't expect to get so deep, but I'm kind of glad because I feel like those are the best just to get to know a person more. And I definitely got to know James more and how he feels with making music, just life in general, and even his dog. Yeah, his dog, Jerry. Yes, <laughs> Jerry, like J-R-E. Um, so <laughs> there we go. Um, but yes, thank you guys for listening to In My Feels. We'll be back next week with another exciting interview as well. But please enjoy this interview with James Lee, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In My Feels. My name is Emily Heidel. I'm J-R-E. And we have a lovely guest with us today. We have yes. the amazing singer songwriter, almost coming out with his second EP, James Ooh. Lee. Ooh, I like that rhyme. Hola. Hola. <laughs> How are you Ola. today? I'm good. Um, I'm happy to be speaking with you guys, but I'm in quarantine right now. Oh, actually. Snap. Yeah, I'm at my friend's house. He at his extra house. He's letting me oh. stay here. Hey, nice. Nice extra houses. Oh. Hopefully, we can all have those Not ones. My own. I know, right? <laughs> right. So, are you? It's you're in LA right now, right? Yes. And California's back in phase one again, right? Yeah. Wait, where are you guys right now? Uh, I'm in Hawaii. That's why oh. I moved to Hawaii. Right, right, right. You told me that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm in Atlanta. We uh, Georgia is back in phase, or Atlanta is back in phase one, unfortunately. Right. So California is definitely uh, one of the high high impacted states. So we, I just shot a music video mm-hmm. yeah. uh, last week and then Oof. there were some people that weren't wearing masks that came up to me and they wanted like pictures and stuff. So it's like, uh, we should probably, I should probably get tested. So on the way down from NorCal, uh, we were lucky enough to find a spot, like find a testing site that had an available time. And so I'm just waiting for my results. Question before we even get started. Um, when did, how did you guys first meet? Was it at the concert last year? Yeah, so 
that was the first time I had heard of Dre, but mm. up to the concert, Kevin was talking about him a lot, and I was like, "Who is this guy? Like, <laughs> who is this? Like Doctor Dre or random like, person?" I saw JRE, and I was like, "Joe Rogan." Yo, <laughs> I get that a lot right. throughout so my whole I career. Like, <laughs> I was like, "Joe Rogan's coming to our show," and then that'll be dope. Like, I saw I met Dre for the first time right before the show, mm-hmm. and then I saw them doing body rolls. Like, they're just. Body going world. at it aggressively and i was like okay okay this guy, did you join this in got groove are you able no, to body I, roll i i can only go like halfway oh i was never in a dance group or anything yeah so yeah it's, it's not very attractive when i do it <laughs> i see it's not like when you do it man you, you're killing it <laughs> hey man trying body roll or other things i'm doing my best <laughs> love it <laughs> appreciate it bro I had heard your voice before, obviously, but I was listening to the K-pop debut show with Eric Nam when you guested on it, and your voice is like amazing. It's like a great, deep, like like you should have your own podcast. I feel like kind of oh, voice. Wow, I appreciate <laughs> that, that. Thank you. I was using an SM7B. I was using the same mic uh, Dre's using right now. That's like the oh. perfect podcasting mic. But right now, I'm on like a cheap uh, Audio Technica 2035, so it's not as high quality, but gets the job yes. i appreciate that. it's a beautiful mic yeah it's beautiful yeah your voice still sounds great so i you know oh. if after the ep happens you know you do a podcast not opposed to yeah, listening well, to it it would be great your voice is beautiful too thank you so no much. thank you <laughs> thank you okay um we're just gonna <laughs> yeah. all right Dre, if you want to get on to the first question all right so this whole pandemic has been a huge unexpected setback for many mm-hmm. So myself and everybody, mm-hmm. how have you been like dealing with it and everything? Yeah, so I work predominantly in Asia as a producer. Um, I kind China, of right? trapped, trapped in. China, right? Yeah, well, I work. I've been working in China a bit. I, I came here to just see my parents because I was working on two albums when I was in in China, and I got locked down here. Mm-hmm. So oh. everything I was working on pretty much went out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's been seven months since this happened so Sheesh. i kind of you know those who adapt are the ones who are going to survive so i had to pivot and then i started focusing more on my own stuff which is mm. why i started becoming more active on my patreon um started writing this album because the album wasn't even on my mind to be honest in the beginning mm. i just wanted to release a song a month mm-hmm. and then once quarantine happened you know i think everybody who's like involved with creative work just mm-hmm this was the only thing we had to do. So I just wrote a ton of songs and I figured I might as well put an album together. And that's what I've been doing. Yeah. We definitely had to adapt. That's a good way of saying it. Even me and myself. Right. right. I changed it up instead. Yeah, you went to Hawaii. I, well, yeah. <laughs> well, the Hawaii thing was always a plan because my parents are retiring in Hawaii. Ah, but nice. then uh, with the whole pandemic, it was pretty early in the pandemic and then we just got stuck there. Mm-hmm. And my plan was to move to L.A., just to be close to uh, everything that I've been working with. Right, but right. right now with the whole pandemic, you know, Hawaii's not so bad <laughs> at all. Well, it sounds like paradise. It's it's pretty good. Point. I mean, definitely one of the the best, better states to live in. Um, right, right, right. You know, I was coming from Florida, too, and Florida's a mess right now. So um, Yeah. Yeah. You got out oh in time. <laughs> I did. I actually basically did. I got lucky. Yeah, adapting. I think that's a key word for everything. That's a, anyone that's a creative Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all had to adapt. Every, yeah, everybody has been impacted, like for sure, pretty heavily. I feel like the economy is taking a huge dump right mm-hmm. now. So, um, yeah, one way or another, everybody's been affected. Mm-hmm. 
definitely had everything canceled on me <laughs> yeah no no i feel you like two albums for me like producing two albums for other artists is it's a big deal mm. and so to to lose that opportunity i was reeling from that for about a month I, you know you can only you can only like whine for so, for so long, long yeah before you get sick of hearing yourself yeah you know? like those two albums um do they just completely get because like you i guess you could still put them out but it's like what about it makes right. it goes on pause if that makes sense you know what i'm saying so it's really difficult writing in different different time zones okay um i'm able to so recently i started doing zoom sessions once again mm -hmm. but everything that we had planned up to that point just kind of went out the window mm -hmm. because entertainment industry just stopped yeah. for a yeah. while in china mm -hmm. you know um kind of like in korea when they have like big disasters or um, big accidents or something sometimes they'll just stop all of the promotion for entertainment shows mm -hmm. and whatnot so that's kind of what happened with me um but there's more important things you know mm -hmm. for people to focus on so it for was sure. good to be able to take that time and develop myself mm -hmm. i think it's working out i got an album out of it so yeah <laughs> that's true definitely working out and to be clear so the album so you said like a song a month you have so this year, there's Liar, Sad, Erase, Over Us, Habitual, Bad Day, and All Right. Will they all be on the EP, or is it completely new songs? Um, so All Right is not on the EP. Mm -hmm. um, neither are the covers. They're all going to be originals, but th the album does include some of the songs I release, like Bad Day, Erase, and Over Us. Okay. okay. All Right was with Amber. I'm sorry. Is that that was All, all Right? Yes. Oh, there's a there's a solo version and there's also one. Okay. Got it. Okay. The, the collab, but yeah. Okay. You mentioned like adapting, and that was something you also spoke about in that podcast with Eric, um, about you know people have to adapt, um, no matter what. If you keep on living, you have to adapt essentially. Which mm -hmm. you know you spoke about how in the light EP, from where it was initially, it was you said that it was kind of like a, a suicide note, and you brought it to Enoch from Fike, and he was like, "Dude, you need to like change this up um, because this is like really Correct. really depressing." How did you adapt from like that being the song that you were going to write and to, you know, making it into light, I guess. So Enoch is like, even though he looks like a, like a thug because <laughs> he's super tatted up and he's, uh, he's got this RBF. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he's like one of the sweetest Thug, guys. Dude. He's genuinely one of the sweetest guys. And he's, he's, uh, very, uh, thoughtful and, hmm. um, he's super, christian super religious mm -hmm. and i'm i'm really not like a super christian or super religious person but when i had my accident i did have kind of a moment where i elected christ i was like all right you know what i might die right now because i see blood pouring out of my my arm like pouring water out of a water bottle mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. i was like okay people try to kill themselves this way this is possible that i go so in that mm -hmm. moment i was just freaking out and i just decided all right if I go, I hope I go to heaven because that's what I've seen. Like people talk about, at least in Korea, there's a ton of Christians. So hmm. I just kind of fell into that and uh, hanging out with Enoch a lot during my recovery. Hmm. I think it influenced me in that way. Yeah, I, I think it's important that if you have a voice in the industry, if you have people listening to you, uh, you be careful with what you say. And for sure. Um, it should remain authentic, obviously, but um, Enoch was just like, 
you know what you say becomes the truth and um, if you share something like that it's you're gonna hurt more people than help anybody so we turned it into something positive which is I've been going from then you know that's how everything changed for me what is there do you feel like there is a place for you know you to express those like really really dark thoughts even though you obviously Mm -hmm. will grow from it or have grown from it like do you think that those kinds of things should be put out there? Because it technically, you know, would still be considered as like art or, you know, your true feelings at one point, like. For me, I don't think so Mm -hmm. because I'm doing everything I can to move past that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think everybody has their own moment like that. I've had a few moments like that because I also had a stroke. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, well, yeah. and, And there's a couple times where I thought, like I was done, mm-hmm. you know, not by my choice. Um, I had a crazy time in Korea and I don't want to get too heavy in this podcast. Cause I know you guys are, you guys are fun. I've been watching some of your clips yeah. where you guys break yeah. each other I and mean, whatnot. It's in our, in our field. So we do talk about, yeah. Things, so. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, um, talking about it only kind of fosters negativity within myself, but I do agree that you need to let it out, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I also, when my accident first happened, it's just my personality. Like, I didn't let my fans know right away because I know there's people in Japan, like some of the most loyal fans that mm-hmm. we had when we were in our, our old band, some of them were from Japan and mm-hmm. they're like, ride or die, you know? And I did not want to break their hearts because some of them are like kids mm-hmm. um, and I felt responsible for them. But um, I think for me personally, I've grown out of that but there was definitely a point like the original song was that it was that expression of depression and being locked up and just the, being at the lowest point of your life and letting that out is part of the process you know but it didn't it didn't come easy i had to go through the motions i feel like we have different ways of letting it out too i mean whether it be by song or talking to be honest venting out yeah Right, you gotta let it out. But when you're depressed, yeah, man, this is gonna turn into like a super depressing podcast. I'll, I'll nah, just it's okay, going. really, it's okay. Yeah, well, I appreciate you giving me this, uh, facilitating this opportunity to talk about it. But I just, uh, you know, like when you're depressed, you don't want to. There, I, I've been kind of bummed out before, but then real depression for me hmm. was, it's like a different. You're not yourself at all Mm -hmm. and i was i was like either sleeping way too much um like shutting myself in the house and not wanting to talk to anybody and hating everybody hating myself Hmm. or um not being able to go to sleep at all like insomnia yeah and so going through those peaks and valleys uh it was debilitating in that you like i said you're not yourself so um, there was a point where the pain in my hand, it wasn't just my hand. Mm. Um, if the listeners don't know, um, the light EP, it wasn't um, rooted only in mental mental depression. But I used to be an athlete when I was in college. I played mm-hmm. water polo. Mm-hmm. I was a swimmer. And that's, okay. what I wanna, that's why I love Hawaii. All right. I've never hey. been, but I would love to go. <laughs> hey, come through. <laughs> all right. All right. After the Rona. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for After sure. Rona. <laughs> But yeah, so I lost a big part of my identity because I was a bassist. But after my hand, it was pretty much cut off and reattached. My, I have pain in my shoulder, my elbow, because the stress goes to the elbow yeah. and my back. and all, So that goes to your neck. 
So when you're dealing with physical pain all the time that keeps you from sleeping, you're just kind of irritable yeah. all the time. You know, Oof. physical pain is something that people that don't deal with it can't really. I feel like there's a different um, layer of life you kind of have to go through. Uh, the depression was was pretty heavy. Oh, you said that like as of recent, it's been kind of like the pain's been sort of bothering you. So like painkillers sort of help in right. some way, like. But I know that can be a dangerous path to go down as well, you know. Right. Yeah. So I got I got off of Norco, um, mm. which was, which is the painkiller that was uh, prescribed. Okay. Um, because I have something called, well, necrosis isn't the reason for the pain, but I have pretty severe arthritis in my wrist, mm. and mm. randomly it'll just swell to two time, two to three times the size, and my hand will just blow up, oh. and it's totally unpredictable i could be in the middle of doing something and i just swell up and it feels like you sprained something except yeah. the pain is all through my arm it's just just soreness that's what it is mm. um and there was a point where i couldn't sleep because of that but i got off of that which is that was kind of a rough experience for me because mm. i kind of have a, i get like focused in on things pretty easily oh, I, see. I get obsessed with for example, music, like I can go hours producing, I can go without eating and sleeping mm. or going to the bathroom, just be producing. That's that just. obsessive kind of character that I have uh, translates to other things. So mm -hmm. I had to be careful with how I approached, um, how I treated the pain. And, and so that depression that you were going through, obviously, not obviously, but I'm sure it must have stemmed from you know, it, it stemmed from the accident and recovery and your stroke. But now, I, like I have some family members that have like chronic depression and they will be really good sometimes. And then they're like really, like you said, like sleep, will, will sleep all day long and just aren't themselves and mm -hmm. sometimes can be really mean or irritable. Does it come back? Like, have you, I guess, crossed over where it's like, it, you know, away from that side or is it something that's still like here and there will like come back to you? Right, so I guess you're asking kind of like, do I have episodes of that, like returning, and and do I feel that like uh, overwhelmed by that? Yeah, it it comes up when I realized when I'm not creating. Okay. Like I was producing a lot of songs for other artists over the past two three years, and I had two songs that hit number one in nice. China, nice. and it felt good for that moment. And then it just dissipated like immediately. It's wow. just like, okay, what's the next thing? Mm. But whenever I work on my own music, I do feel that cathartic um, just expression and release um, through my own music. So I realize, even though I'm producing for other artists and I'm so happy to see them like s just smash it. The thing about artists in China mm -hmm. is. It's different than K-pop in that we don't really see a lot of the musicians and the, the work of entertainers in China because it's so big and they're so satisfied just doing it within China. Mm. The market is crazy huge. Mm. Um, and they, I feel like they don't even feel the need to expand um, because there's just so many people. Mm. But when you go there, there's like the Chinese Bruno Mars. There's like the Chinese Beyonce, like they have their sure. own thing going on that you just have. Once you're, once you're an outsider, because I was in Korea for a long time, I'd I'd never known 
you hear about a couple people like Jay Chow or mm-hmm. Lee Sin Chen, but once you die, take a deep dive, it's like, holy shit, these guys are crazy talented, mm-hmm. but I just never knew. So once that happened, it was so awesome being able to produce and write songs for that level of talent. Nice. Um, oh, sure. Because just amazing singers, like they'll, they'll smash it in the studio and I could never sing like that, but you get to hear your songs like sung through yeah. an instrument like that, right? Uh, but still, there's something about having your individual uh, creativity expressed that does it like nothing else. You know, I'm sure you guys know what it's like because you guys do a lot of creative stuff as well. For sure. So then the no. creative process of like between, you know, producing and writing stuff in Korea, you know, for yourself and then China, like that creative process, is it maybe different than anything else or any other music industry or is it still kind of the similar sort of songwriting it's different because there's uh different rules uh-huh. and there's different like uh cultural Culture, like, manner- yeah. mannerisms and everything yeah that that takes you know that takes precedent in everything mm. it's been fun to be honest just it's been a big learning experience because it wasn't something i ever planned to do mm-hmm. but i it just you know when i feel like when you're focused on when you're really focused on anything then the results can be surprisingly uh, satisfying, <laughs> surprisingly. Um, you can accomplish more than you thought you were able to. I like that. I guess we can get into castles now um, because you've seemingly been very focused on that and you know the outcome of it. Yes. Um, it's a little bit more happier question. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. I was getting kind of sad. Yeah, <laughs> no, but no, it's no, okay. You're, good, you're, good. Uh, you're a dog, Jerry. <laughs> Uh, you credit him a lot, basically. Uh, can you describe that relationship between you and Jerry? Man, Jerry, so when I first got him, he had a similar injury to me. Oh. And, uh, that's not even why I got him. It was oh. just like, a, it just happened to be that way. But I didn't even want a dog. It, then, it always uh, starts off like that. <laughs> is that. Do you have a dog? Do you guys have dogs? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to explain it to someone who doesn't have a dog other than it feels like a baby. So yeah. Babies are like magic, you know? Something about babies are magic. I want to go make some babies. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like my Jerry's like my son and he's yeah. so soft and he's just so well-mannered and he's just he likes everybody. He doesn't oh, he perfect. rarely barks. Yeah, he rarely barks. And so, I don't know, he's just like the It's like your son. T- t- taking care of something Mm-hmm. Uh, was the best way for me to heal myself. Yeah. You know, taking care of something that needed help so badly. Because mm-hmm. the lady that found him, actually, there's like this chat room of people that save dogs. Mm-hmm. And the lady that found him um, said that he was just being bullied by the other dogs. Oh. And like he was the small one that always got pushed around. And so I was like, I'll mm-hmm. take him. If you look at the pictures from when I first got him to now, uh, he's a different dog. It's it's interesting, like how loving on uh, someone or something, or it, it, it can uh, transform them. Oh, he's, sure. he's so handsome right now. He looks like Richard Gere, <laughs> pretty woman. I don't know if you saw that. Am I dating myself? <laughs> no, 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 you're not. <laughs> he's a handsome ass dog. He's beautiful. No, you good. I got that. This yeah. is him right here. Oh, there he is. I haven't is. released this t-shirt. Oh, that is true, yeah. Yeah, I haven't released it yet, but this t-shirt is going to come out sometime soon. That's dope. Oh, Holy that's snap. so cute. What would the merch be called? Like, what would that shirt be called? Like, Jerry shirt? 
I already I already have a line of Jerry tees that it's like my most popular oh, yeah. t-shirt, <laughs> and I have hoodies. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Would you get a Jerry stencil tattoo? Uh, I, I thought about it, and it's it's not a good look for me. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want people getting the wrong image where it's like I got a little poodle tattooed on me. Hey. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it'd be a good conversation for sure. Like you said, bringing up a dog is like definitely it's a new life. Like I have two dogs. I had a dog uh -huh. since okay. I was a Datsun dog when I was seven, and he lived until i was 25 26 oh wow, oh, wow. okay yeah almost so 20. long Damn. yeah long time he passed away and i was like oh, i'm done with dogs then like <sighs> oh really okay. three then three months in like <laughs> we got two more dogs yeah <laughs> oh, man. same kind right <laughs> same kind two yeah. dotsons from I puppies see, too so i literally had to raise them as like a father i see it's a struggle but i love them you know <laughs> Man, if you didn't have them, so so it's like, man, that always terrifies me. I have a, a close friend of mine who's a photographer. His name's Noel. Nice. Um, he, his dog passed away, mm. and he said the worst part is coming home and not hearing the walking. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no, we we got into a sad topic again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, so what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna get so many dogs. That's the plan. I'm just gonna get so many dogs when just have one a dog goes, farm. I just don't, it's like, oh, okay, I got 20 more. Well, that sounds <laughs> like a good life, actually. It does That's the dream life. life. But he's, he's number one. No, for sure. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of people have dreams to be like, I just want like to live on a farm and have like 50 dogs. Like, That's a lot of work. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was looking through your, your music that you've released this year. They span from, and maybe it's just Apple Music, but they span like different genres, electric, electronic, pop, singer-songwriter do you choose those no everything's kind of independent everything i do is independent so um i categorize them sometimes but on some platforms it gets put in a different genre but i've kind of been exploring more electronic stuff because mm -hmm. i can't play guitar anymore yeah and i literally have to write every song with one hand Sheesh. so i'm using a midi controller so it it's been something that's been forced upon me, but as mm -hmm. of, of recent, uh, the recent songs I'm working on, uh, I work with session musicians and I hire them um, because my Patreon, like people that are part of my Patreon help fund those songs. Uh, and I'm able to work with super talented artists to put those songs together. No, that makes sense. Your songs are hella relatable. Obviously they come from personal experiences, right? Or Yeah, they're definitely just what I feel. Yeah, yeah, because I've been listening to it, like, I think I re-listened to it, like, two weeks ago just because I was just curious again. And then, yeah, it got me in my feels, too. I mean, obviously, I think that's oh, a good man. job if you did that, if that's the point. Like, uh -huh. I, I've said that to, like, my other other friends that make music. I was like, bro, you got me crying. I was like, I think that was a point. <laughs> like, oh. So, same thing with you. You're, you're, you're really good, too. Shit. I appreciate that, man. Thank do you, you so much. Do you have, like, a favorite one, or is it, like... Of like, my songs? Um... So on the new EP, I like the new songs um, that haven't been released yet. There's a song called Adrenaline and a song called mm -hmm. Castles, which is the title track. And those haven't been released yet. So I'm super excited for everyone to see to check out those songs. And yeah, working hey. really hard on new stuff. No, for sure. Can't wait to actually hear it, too. Like so I, I'll send, I'll send like you guys I was, a copy. Oh, what? I'll send you guys a copy. Hey. <laughs> 
didn't have to, <laughs> but I my bet. Pleasure. I think my identity, I, I kind of learned who I am as an artist throughout my production. Mm. Um, and I grew up listening to like a lot of R&B and emo ah, like rock that, music. Yeah. Like so if, for R&B, my favorite group was Blackstreet. Ooh, I don't know if you know Blackstreet. I do. From like Teddy Riley. And See, I love R&B, so I know. Ah, okay. That's why you're so good at body rolls. <laughs> That's why, yeah. <laughs> I studied everything. <laughs> um, and I really like this group called IMX. They used to be called Immature. Yeah. I think with, with Marcus Houston. Oh, snap. That's when I was like five years old, six years old. Oh, and snap. then I played trumpet in like school. So I was a fan of like Chet Baker and a lot of jazz. Nice, nice. And then emo, I feel like I was doing, talking about this in an interview the other day, but um, I feel like emo music kind of destroyed my my skills as a musician because it's like so like pop punk and whatnot is just so like pedal to the metal like power <laughs> chords and whatnot you know but there's something that i just loved about it so much so a lot of my lyrics are very emo yeah, that's and fine. in my feel i get in my feels a lot so this is kind of a perfect <laughs> podcast to talk about that no that's perfect it's perfect yeah i mean i think everybody had an emo phase i had an emo phase Still yeah kinda, yeah i went I, like who i like um okay so like the first i remember the first rock album that i ever bought I guess it's kind of said emo. It's Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Yeah. Oh man. Like, like, oh, so that's they, emo. It's like uh, hard rock, and they have emo lyrics for sure. Like I, I going know. through shit. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chester. Yeah. 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 Rest in peace. But um, sure. Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park was definitely they're emotional, but I would say they're more rock. No, no, they're hard. Like they're yeah. hard. They're rock, rap, and uh, right, right. yeah. But yeah, Linkin Park was the first one I got. And of course, I went to like My Chemical Romance. Nah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I was always into the different types of music. That's why when people's like, "Oh, how'd you get into K-pop?" I'm like, "I, I was probably gonna get there somewhere." I'm pretty. <laughs> I, I'm pretty weird. Like when I first started listening to music, it was like, since I'm I'm half Jamaican, my dad got me into Bob Marley. And hey, then, I did not know that. Yeah, I'm half Filipino, half Jamaican. It's a weird mix. I look Hispanic, but it's all good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but then. Yeah, and then of course I got into R and B, rap, and then I got into rock, and I'm just like everywhere. So sooner or later, you know, K-pop is kind of like a it's a good mix of everything. Yeah, and it it makes sense. Uh, K-pop is kind of everyone can relate or like K-pop in some way. So I, yeah, they'll find their like their their K-pop song that they'll like. I feel right, like everybody right, right. find something. I feel like you're like the K-pop professor. You know, like bro, I hate that K-pop word. <laughs> it's, it gives me so much pressure. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know much, I'm, but I do know I'm, a lot for sure. I'm depending on you. Nah. <laughs> the reason why I got into K-pop is through R&B. I was looking. Uh, I was big fan of Usher, Neo, and then Taehyung okay. from Big Bang came with his solo. I need a girl, which was, was like, oh, super okay. like. Uh, Omarion. It yeah, felt very super Omarion. Omarion. <laughs> no, but my buddy, my buddy was uh, he he works with Taeyang a lot. Nice. I'm sure you guys know Soon Ho. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah Soon Ho. Is he like the song? Or does he like work with him in music, his music, or just in general? Soon Ho does. Um, he, he works cor- in the corporate. Mm-hmm. Corporate. Oh. So he used to work with YG. Now he's at the Black Label. Yeah, but. but. Mm. Uh, he's a good buddy of mine. Oh, he's nice. like my connection to the the K-pop world still. Ah. I don't even see it as K-pop when I talk to him. It's more like just Korean music. Because you know, 
you know, K-pop can kind of sound like very commercialized lollipop mm-hmm. kind of music, but um, I really respect what they're doing at the Black Label. Like even like like Blackpink and yeah, yeah, um, Black Label's killing it too. Yeah, they're doing a good job. Yeah, like you yeah, said, Taeyang, 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 Amarion. I thought like early Big Bang was B2K basically. Uh, Dude, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I used to. I used to, they used to go to the mall that I, I worked at Baskin Robbins when I was a kid and they used to come in <laughs> Wait, who, <laughs> and watch B2K? movies. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, wow. I, I remember I was sitting down because this is before cell phones. Um, <laughs> true. <laughs> no, it's true. Like back in the day. And I was sitting down waiting for like my mom to pick me up. I was like 15 or 16 working at Baskin Robbins and somebody jumped over me. I was like, <laughs> What was that? Oh, like, I was like, and it was one of the B2K guys. They jumped over me going in to watch a movie. And then all of a sudden, all of these girls came. I was like, damn, B2K. B2K. Wow. <laughs> but I think Omarion's Icebox. Like, Icebox. That face. Ah, yes. Which then so good. Literally, Taeyang so took good. that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, he's got his own thing. Tana's got his he own did his thing. own thing, but yeah, you could yeah. tell. <laughs> he had I the big him, man. belt. He had the white, the the the, the undershirt. Yeah, but he's like one of the only guys that can pull that off. Yeah, he did it well. Korea. That's why I was like, oh, I like this. Smashed like, it. yeah, 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 man. So we definitely want to make sure to talk about what you have to offer. You know, with the the album near castles ep coming out july 31st right. i know that some of the patreon members or just contributors can get um their name printed on the album can you explain right. all of that so I, that offer is already over everybody who signed up for my patreon uh their name is printed on the album and it looks dope i wish i had one so i could show you right now Ooh. but i'm in quarantine but it looks so dope um and wow. that was just my way of thanking all the people that supported me for sure um but there's there's a new special offer I'm doing right now that um, everybody who's a patron I'm putting their name in the music video for Liar. Mm. It's like oh. a special credit. Um, there's a special thank you. And um, man, I got so much stuff going on with this new album. I have a live show on this platform called SessionsLive.com. Oh, uh, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did my first one. I was introduced to the platform through Kevin, actually Kevin Wu. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. the first performance went super well. So we're going to do another one on the 23rd at 8 p.m. PDT. Uh, I'm doing another live streaming performance, and I'm, I might play some of the songs off the album. And mm. uh, for now, every album that's pre-ordered, I'm going to sign it. So oh, nice. Give me that. And the first day of pre-orders was crazy. It was just so many. I might have to order some more. So it's going well. It's going well. You know, it, it's a blessing to be able to do that during this time. And where can they go to pre-order it? Where is that pre-order? They can link? go to shop.jamesleeofficial.com, which is my official store. Got it. Yay. That'll be awesome. And I'm assuming the, the, the album has like photo book and things like that inside right. of it. It's, it's a digipack. So it's like, digipack. yeah, it's just printed um, on the physical album. But Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was, nice. I have no nice. idea how to design. So I downloaded Photoshop. And it took me like hours to learn how to do it. But so you designed your, your own album? Yeah, designed by cover? yours truly. Oh my God, it was rough. Because I'm not, <laughs> that's not my, my forte. You know, I prefer the audio. But I did it and it was blessed. And I think fans are going to like it. Awesome. Yay. Okay, so July 31st, Castle's EP comes out. And right. people can still go to pre-order it mm-hmm. um, at shop.jamesleeofficial.com. Good and memory. It's really good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> and you can still uh, become a Patreon if you're a Patreon member. You can uh, have your name within the liar music video. Correct. So Patreon.com/slash/JamesJHL. They're all different. I I need to like organize that a little better. <laughs> oh, I'm the same, bro. I should have organized it too. <laughs> It's okay. You guys are well known enough now that people like can find you. You know, just type in Dre or just James Lee. You know. No, if you type in Dre, you get Joe Rogan Entertainment. But it's all good. <laughs> There's so many James Lees, like like, like right oh yeah, yeah. So you know what? My goal is just to become the most famous James Lee. Hey. Uh, we'll see how there that go. goes. Yeah. Well, thank you, James Lee, for taking the time to speak with us today. No, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity talk about yeah it was fun it was fun yeah yeah it was um and thank you guys if you're listening thank you for listening to this podcast and make sure to go check out the castles ep when it does come out july 31st so thank you guys for listening to in my feels i'm emily heidel i'm jre and i'm james lee